What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, it's me, Thomas Enders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking, Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts. And it's really true. You won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now in your favorite podcast app, Modern Talking, Just Different. We have a date. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Peacock Streaming, the biggest live events from Super Bowl 56 to complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. It's all the unbelievable sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Good morning and welcome to a celebratory Arsenal Opinion podcast. I am here with Ash. Hello, mate. And we're here to talk about a beautiful, beautiful thing. What a Sunday. North London derby victory. Oh. But, not, but not, just, not just victory uh, like where Spurs are paid badly, but a victory where everything that we've wanted for the last 10 years comes to fruition in one magical afternoon. One of the best North London derbies I've seen in a long time. A hundred percent. I think just the passion. You could feel it watching it on TV from the crowd and everything else. But when the players came on and the way they looked up for it, it was, it was, I was going back years. It was felt, oh, you know, goosebumps, you know, goosebumps and pimples. And um, I don't know. I've not seen one like that in a long time. You're right. Crowd was venomous. Yeah. We, look, we beat them in the home leg. In the home uh, home game last season, mm-hmm. pretty comprehensively, but it was it was just a good performance, and they were just didn't show up. This was this felt very very different. Yeah, um, I just think the venom, the atmosphere, the little the angst between the players, the, uh, it just felt like something else. And it was a brawl where, um, and it's not often a brawl, and we're in it. Do you no, know what I mean? Totally. Like what, normally, it's weak Arsenal. Like the fight out there. We wanted it more. We were the... 100%. When was the last time... I know Harry Kane's had a dip in form, but... Barely... I don't even remember his name being said by a commentator. No, completely anonymous. And, like, like put put that victory against the backdrop of what Spurs did last week. They... In two games, by the way. We thought they wouldn't win against Milan. Yeah. And they did. And they're alive in that competition. Okay, sure, they're probably a bit knackered, but... And they dominated Chelsea. I mean, they, like tactically, that, and that didn't look like a hard win. By the way, that looked like they were coasting in that win. 
Yeah. And Chelsea weren't up for it. So, oh, I know it's, it feels everyone's going over the top saying this is it, Emery's got it nailed and whatever. And I do agree with a lot of that. But let's just bask in the glory of this. It, it, we all said this was a test. We didn't want to lose is what we said last week. It's like, not only did we look like we were never going to lose, even though we were losing at one point, we just looked like we owned the place. I mean, it was, it felt like a punishment beating. I mean, they must feel terrible after that. If we were in here talking about a 4-2 loss, we'd be saying, Emery finally got found out. Wouldn't yeah, 100%. We? They would be like, we're not good enough. We can't compete this year. Conceding four goals is humiliating, especially for a team that's got title aspirations. Yeah. And look, we gifted them one goal. Look, Leno's gonna, every keeper makes mistakes, so it's a shame it happened in the North London derby. But how they reacted after that, especially conceding the second one very quickly, wasn't a pen. Just was not a penalty in the slightest. No. I've, I, and the uh, he had every right to go down is the biggest line, the biggest bullshit line in football. But like, the other thing is he's going away from goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So he's clearly looking for it. Do you, I, th- I, look, do you think if, think if they had VAR, I think that would have been reversed. You think that would have been? I reversed? think. That, I mean, look, the pl- it's supposed to go. Is VAR supposed to go in the defender's benefit? Right? I think. Oh, who knows? Isn't it supposed to be meaningful contact? Yes, that is correct. And. Dean wasn't in a bad position, and at full speed, it does look like it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can get that, so I'm not blaming Mike Dean here. I'm definitely blaming Tottenham. Yeah, I'm blaming Tottenham for everything in the world. But it almost... For Brexit, it, it almost for makes, Trump, yeah, everything. Everything that is wrong in the world. But it, it's, it almost makes the victory slightly sweeter because... It does. We're it, not victims. No, we're not. And I love the way how the crowd got after Sun, because he was pretty quiet after that, actually. Yeah. And the last time I remember that happening, so, so deeply affecting an individual player's game, was at Highbury when I think we destroyed Everton. I think we scored seven. Pascal Seagun scored three, or two. Two. Um, but w- the whole crowd got after Phil Neville. I think it was Phil Neville's first time playing in an Everton shirt, and the crowd just got after him for no particular reason that it was Phil Neville, which is actually really good fun. Fair. But um, every, every pass he played that night, it was terrible. Um, but I really think the crowd had an effect on Sun's performance. You could see the camera following him down the tunnel and the vitriol, not horrible abuse, but the boos and the people staying in their seats and going after him every time he touched the ball. He was also booed off at the park at the end, you know, when he was substituted. So I think... I think everybody played their part on Sunday. I thought it was a fantastic atmosphere. I think, um, obviously, the gentleman who let off the uh, red smoke flares probably shouldn't have set those off. I liked it, though. <laughs> Didn't you? I really? Like, I mean, it yeah. felt like we were like, oh. I th- I think it was a real release. Actually, it was genuinely a release. Yeah. You know, it, you could feel the palpable tension when those flares went off there. It changes All the right, atmosphere as well. It like, really does. God, I wish I'd been there. Yeah, I know. Nothing worse. Nothing makes you sadder when you're in New York than watching a, a massive game like that. Not that there's been many over the last no, few years. No, there hasn't really. So. We tend to get, get back for those anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, all right. Well, let's, let's not go top level. Let's go bottom level. Let's, let's get into the details is yes. what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay, we're going to come back in uh, part two and, and get detail-oriented. Okay, so uh, from the start, very clear that uh, Emery had a, a plan in place. He used 
the Europa League uh, as uh, as a rest point. Yep. He played the same. He started the same eleven against Bournemouth as he did against Spurs. Yeah. Only one player um, from the weekend started in Europa League, and that was Rob. That was the, well. Rob Holding, but uh, as we saw, Aaron Ramsey came on at yeah. halftime. Yeah, bench excluded, you're right. Rob Holding. Rob Holding has spent the last few weeks, we talked about this, we've touched on it, he's our best centre-half by far. And he seems to be a confidence player. The more he plays, the better he seems to feel. And maybe that's the reason he took him to to Ukraine, and um, that's why he, he kind of played. Uh, he didn't put a foot wrong at the weekend. I think... Any time he did, someone else was covering him. Um, and uh, like, also like really understated performances. Like, yeah. you know, like he's he, he's he's n- well, that's a sign of a good defender, isn't it? When you're not talking about him as much as when you are talking about him. That's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, especially after. I mean, look, you can't blame anyone for that second goal. And look, he was blamed for the pen, right? I suppose there's that. But um, you can't blame him for that. I thought he had a fantastic game. Um, clearly the trip had very little effect on him. Uh, so no. Um, but it was good to see all the other... The other 10 have clearly put a shift in in training this week. Um, as is, as we said, one or two were on the plane. But uh, but I thought it was a... Just listen to these uh, Rob Holding stats. He made the most uh, successful passes in the team by quite a margin. Um, 60 passes. Wow. Like sixty successful passes out of um, sixty-five uh, attempted, uh, and like the the second most successful passes came from Hector Bellerin, with with forty-eight. Yeah. Um, so oh, both our fullbacks were outstanding, and we clearly had a plan. They were playing further up with the three at the back. They were almost midfielders to all intents and purposes. He made the most interceptions, like joint top with uh, Mustafi, made three interceptions. Um, he made five successful clearances, uh, five out of five successful headed clearances, which might account for yeah. Harry Kane being so quiet. So, like uh, overall, like he had a great a great game on the ground, like very underrated on the ground. Yeah, lad from Bolton, is, you know Rob Barazzi over here. But you know that little. Do you remember he had that great start and then it just went to shit, and. They've introduced him back in safely, and he's just picked it back up. I just hope it stays forever. Now, he's young for a centre half, right? Let's not forget centre halves hit their prime twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Yeah, that's why you, pe- you know people still pay top dollar for a thirty year old centre half. But oh, we've got to hang on to this one. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to I, hang on to this one. Yeah, he's gonna. I've got to find him a new best mate. We do, yeah. And I wonder whether um, Mavropanos... I think it will be Mavropanos. Know, like I think he, he looks like he could those, be great get as well. Get two of those playing, that'll be... Two huge guys as well, like big presence. Yeah, but smart footballers. The other thing is, you know, you talk about your 65, uh, 60 out of 65 passes. By the way, Rob Holding doesn't look mad dribbling the ball out of central defence. He's had, he's had a couple of runs. Mm-hmm. He was, I can remember one yesterday down the uh, left-hand side where he literally gave the ball, put himself in a position if he was needed again, realised he wasn't sprinted all the way back to, to where he should be. He, he, he looks the part. He's playing the part as well. He one is thing looking at, he's playing the part, right? Yeah, and I, I think that that's a really important point that you know he's playing well because you don't notice him. Because I tell you what, we fucking noticed yep. Mustafi. <laughs> you know? We did. Look, Mustafi, I think he got away with it because of the other players around him. I mean, he... 
He didn't have a great game. He's got a loose temperament, hasn't he? Well, that... I mean, we've seen it occasionally, but yesterday, as one of the senior players in the squad, like, getting yourself booked that early, then looking like you're going to get booked again pretty quickly afterwards, actually. Um, And I think it would have come off earlier than he did, because I think Gwendozi came on for him in the end, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Because he had tweaked something in that landing. But you'd you'd wonder, had we not made the changes at half-time, whether we'd have swapped him out at 55 minutes, because he... it was an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the, been the theme of, of, of his play most of the season. But onto the positives. So we went 1 0 up, uh, yeah. early doors. Mike Dean called a penalty. I think that's the fourth penalty he's given us in like however many games. But I, I didn't see it. No, I did not notice it. And it, like, that, that was eagle eyed. That was very eagle eyed. And it was a legit penalty. <laughs> There's no yeah. two ways what about the, it. What the fuck was Vertonghen thinking? Vertonghen's a better player than that. I mean, he had yeah. a, he's had a shocker. Like, I think he got. I, I just think he got his 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 jump wrong. badly wrong, didn't yep. he? And yep. in fairness, I think Mustafi was coming in behind that swipe. Well, I think he had someone coming in just in front of him and someone in behind him. And screw him. It's his fault. His problem, yep. not ours. So Abamyang steps up, does one of those awful slow run penalties. Oh, but I don't I hate those? Yeah, it's it like it was well placed ooh, in the end. You could go, go, go. I mean, if the keeper hadn't gone the other way, but then I guess that that was his plan. He gave him the eyes. Um, he puts us one new up, um, and then we have two great chances after unbelievable that. chances. Right, eight times out of ten, you've seen those go in, especially Abamyangs. Yes. You mean, uh, are we talking about the one where it kind of got a bit caught behind him? It and he did, to but he's in. done harder things than that. Look, the keeper still had to save it. Nice to have a striker, though, where, uh, like, almost like Thierry Henry, when you get so spoiled by their finishing that you you see a half you, chance yeah, you expect as them an to actual chance. Yeah, Iwobi's was a little harder. And, and a pretty good save, to be honest. Yeah, I just think if, he, if Iwobi had the confidence to shoot with a ball in the air, not along the ground... <laughs> without skying like, it we were sat in the we were in a bar watching it we were saying he gets paid a lot of money to be practicing yeah. striking technique yeah. and I feel like he really struggles to get the ball out of his feet well going back to our chat last week you know we were saying we need another 15 goals from somewhere people like Iwobi should be putting their hands up yeah saying I know I'm not through and through striker but if I can help you get another 10 to 15 goals this season I'll probably get in the side a lot more and there you go. It kind of fills a gap and a need that we've got. He is very much the Nigerian pleb for me. Like he's he's pretty good. I mean, he's he's not he's not as uh, sharp technically, but he's I'll certainly go got all of the things that infuriated you about pleb. He's got nice tight control. Yeah. Like he can pass and the he's, ball pretty he is well. getting better, and he is still very young. So I'll give him some credit there. But still, I can't stop thinking about other players in the past. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, like we, we miss some big chances. You start to worry the you know, Spurs might turn it on, and then uh, Son, pretty much the only player in yep. that first half that caused us any bother. Like he he was yep. he was brilliant. He's a smart player. He's a very smart player. Like he's industrious, and he, he could just run for days. Have they got a, a similar problem to us? Where how does it work with Son and Ericsson? How does it work with Mkhitaryan and Özil? Potentially. Potentially, yeah. Because Ericsson was, again, didn't hear his name. No, well, apart from the free kick. Yeah, all right. But the... But, um, like, from set play is fine, but in open play... So we had a... So Sun had a questionable... I thought the free kick was questionable. Yes. 
So they won the free kick, and you knew if they won a questionable free kick, what would happen next? Oh god, yeah. I mean, uh, er- Eric fucking Dyer. I can't, <laughs> he's, he's such a troll, isn't he? He he's he's like he he's that guy in Ibiza, fucking selling drugs on the beach. Like he just got one of those faces, and then he uh, like uh, great great delivery, dangerous delivery. Gets yeah, the slightest of glances on that header, but like. Come on, Leno. Leno should have done better. Leno should have. Basics, get your body in front of the Yeah, ball. look. Every keeper makes a mistake, and he made his annoyingly in that game. It worked out in the end. Um, I don't want to talk about Eric Dyer. It's like the most horrible. But anyway. we can talk about him because oh, we got, he got we his comeuppance, about, right? He got his comeuppance. So he runs into the stands. Yes. Shushing the fans. Uh and then, as the story goes, Licksteiner pinched him, <laughs> which is so childish, but amazing at the same time. Yeah. Then all brilliant. hell breaks loose. What's he going to go and say in an FA hearing? I was pinched. Yeah, I know. It's Embarrassing bad. that that's yeah. even gas. don't admit it. So um, he, he kicks off, goes at Aaron Ramsey, Gwendozi comes running down the sidelines, Lacazette gets involved in the melee. Uh, it's all going off, and you're like, it's like, yes! Like, I'm watching that, and it's yeah. like... Ah, oh, finally. Totally. We're, we're, we're sticking up for ourselves. 100%. Look, he was stupid to go and do that. Um, that's not to say that we haven't done similar things over the years. I mean, it was a little bit. I mean, he got quite far. I mean, he was outside the pitch. If he'd done it from somewhere on the pitch, well, kind of all right. But um, yeah, no, he was, that was very provocative. And he got booked for it. His comments were, if you're going to take the passion out of football... What's going to happen? Well, you can just come off and stop playing because I don't want to watch you play anyway. No. Um, so, no, screw him. He got booked, rightly so. Shouldn't have done that. And anyone who says Aubameyang did the same thing at the other end, screw it. Three quarters of that. No, more than that. 95% of that stadium was filled with our fans. So wherever he stood it was in that, at that end, he was going to be near them because that's the only place they are. So we were worried... After that, we were like, who, who's going to be more riled by that situation? Arsenal or Spurs? Four minutes later, Sun breaks into the box, holding and Bellerin, uh, jockeying him for the ball coming over. Sun cuts the ball back and then holding races right through and ever so lightly grazes the top of Sun's boot. And Mike Dean, eagle-eyed again, calls it as a penalty. Like, is it... I know we've just spoken about it, but really, is that is that? No, it's not. Look, it's not in the Dean, spirit of the game, is it? No. So Mike Dean was in the right position, and I think it's hard for Mike because Mike Dean was looking at when you look at the reverse angle camera, he was looking at it straight on. So he only saw, and it would have been hard for him to see the contact, but he would have seen the tackle, and the way Sun went down, I think if he if it was at the other end, we'd have been upset had he not called it. When you then look at it. This is perfect for VAR. Sun's gone down like a, you know, sack of spuds, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and he's going in the wrong direction. I mean, it's not like he's going towards goal. He's coming back across. It's like I don't think it was a penalty. I think it was absolutely. And the fact that it, you know we didn't get a booking kind of says it all. Yeah, very true. I yeah. But what was interesting was. All right, they score the penalty, and normally, through practice and fear, you kind of get that pit in your stomach as an Arsenal fan. Well, there we go. That's it. Done. We're, we're, we're have done it. now. We fucked it. Inside half an hour. And actually, I didn't feel like that. I mean, I didn't think 
what was going to happen then happened <laughs> at all by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I thought we reacted well. We took control of the game again. Straight away. No Straight feeling sorry away. for yourself. You had to say one of the biggest weaknesses of Venga size through the years is we, we would sulk. go... We'd sulk. Yeah, we'd sulk and we'd turn yep. into... like We're, we're the victims. Yep. If we're getting kicked about, yep. we would be totally. the victims straight totally. away. And um, we didn't... We took control. We were patient. We had half chances between then and half time. And I was like, we've got to score before half time. We've got to score before half time. Didn't quite happen. But then, oh my God, the second half. So the Emery calls two of the bad boys onto the pitch. Well, brings on Lacazette. Mustafi aside, the two weakest players playing in the attacking third. And he's just gone and swapped them straight out. And I loved his press conference afterwards where he said, I was very calm in the dressing room. They knew what they had to do. We'd, you know, I'd got them riled up before the game. So no need to do that again. And he said, Lacazette has an amazing record against any team he plays against. It's not one team or another in particular. And Aaron Ramsey's played in derbies more than anybody else. So I bought them on. Oh, my God. They looked up for it, didn't they? They. I mean, not that the others didn't at that point, by the way. They, they looked... They looked incredibly fired up. Um, but Ramsey goes and sets two goals up. Yeah. So the and Ramsey was everywhere on that pitch. And the first one, got, like that, came oh. from Bellerin, um, who had a fucking brilliant game in my Both opinion. Both fullbacks did, and Bellerin probably arguably slightly better than Kalasinac. But but that that little pass on the outside, oh. and then Ramsey's awareness to spoon the ball into Aubameyang, and then Aubameyang to just strike that first time. That was. a was that like that? That strike was so unexpected. Loris didn't even move. No, he didn't, didn't even. Well, didn't when even... you see the again, when you look at the view from the camera in the goal, so like he looks to go for it. You go, ah, it's not going to go, and he just watches it go in. Yeah, and it was um, ah, it was a phenomenal goal. I mean, it's technically the best goal that we scored <laughs> in the game. Yeah. It not was, my not my favourite. I'm sure we'll get to that. Later. We're, we're going to get to the favourite. <laughs> so um, the Obama Yang second one was um, 56 minutes. And then the next one came from Lacazette. Again, Ramsey. Uh, on, on the break. Yeah, but he, he dispossessed. Is it Foyth? Yeah. Dispossess, dispossessed him, who, who was having a good game. Well, yeah, kind of on the break. Look, we there were only three or four of them forward. Yeah. Everyone was still in our half. And that half touch that Ramsey kind of came up with, I don't know. And I then, didn't think... Then to turn that into a chance? I know. And, and then that Lacazette... When, he, when Lacazette cut it back, I thought, mm, game over. And then that little cold shot, and it clips off of Dyer, who almost looks like he's turning away from the ball. That he is. So he's wimping out of... Doesn't, doesn't want to get hit full on. And then it clips and just sneaks in the far post. Lacazette's celebration was a fucking joy. How happy oh, was Lacazette? They he? were all joyous celebrations, to be fair. He, like, uh, he that was felt a... every, every, oh, yeah. every inch of that. But to come on as a sub, to not complain, to grab the game by the scruff of the neck... And then just like, screw it, I'm going to score. And he was lucky. Look, he was lucky. There was another ch- couple of chances that might have gone away that he might have taken I mean, had he Sun, not taken that one. Sun, but was, Sun was lucky as well. Yeah, but you've got to put yourself on the, in the right place and come up with the goods to be, yeah. to, to, to get luck involved. It sounds like a stupid thing to say, but um, 
Create yeah. your, like we're creating our own luck in that situation, we, we right? We really did. We really did. Um, th- I mean, their defense didn't have a great time, did they? No, no, they didn't. They were, they were, they were all over the place. The like, whole, the whole team was all, like very disorganized. Like Kalasinac bullied Aurier all afternoon, and Aurier is all, not. He's not an a slouch. He's not an easy player to play against. He's a nasty piece of work, as we all know. Um, he looked like he was. He looked like he was from a, a lower division. Like, like, how's this? For... And he plays the kid instead of Alderweireld at centre half. But how is this for a statistic? Kalasinac created five chances. Well, there we go. How did Bellerin create? Uh, Be- Bellerin. But Bellerin didn't create any clear cut chances. But I suppose he's like he, he's, he, he, he was assisting the assister. But we had twice as many chances as they did. Bellerin created, um, well, made 13 passes in the attacking final yeah. third. Like Jacker, our like, creative yeah. machine, only, only made 14. So I think, again, the Jacker thing's marked by the fact that everyone else had a, an outstanding game. Yeah. Like, but the, um, I think, what was it? We created twice as many, we had twice as many shots or chances as they did. We had seven on target and they had six on target, which says a lot. Yeah. All right. About the defense. Um, I just, yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So then we go through to the final goal. <laughs> and uh, this time, Aubameyang turns provider. Little pirouette. Uh, a beautiful and then pass. Defense splitting pass. I think he split the ball between like four Four Spurs players finds a perfectly timed Lacazette-like run from yeah. Torreira, and you're thinking he's gonna he's gonna square it, and he didn't. He wanted the fucking glory. By the way, didn't Aubameyang he? makes that pass and then puts himself like ready to tap it in. Like actually, when you look at where Torreira should have put that ball, that should have been an over hat trick. Job done. But but what a finish! Like absolutely ripped it, and then that celebration. I mean, if he'd skied it, if he. <laughs> Like he's but out of anyone you wanted to score a goal on that part, I mean, the way he's been playing. Was it somebody asked in the United press conference earlier? Torreira's had three out of four games he's been man of the match. He's, but he's, he's been the best signing. I mean, he's the heart of that team now, isn't yeah, he? He's, yeah, he's been, he's been the signing that everyone... Like, probably the signing that we've wanted since Patrick Vieira, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think that we ever replaced I, that fierce I, I think competitor... The, uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's probably there's a few players that ended up being injured. DRB, I'm thinking of mainly that mm-hmm. could have been something that unfortunately had their career destroyed by someone who's now a call centre operative <laughs> in the north of England. Kind and of um, look, yeah, without a doubt, I mean, he looks the part. He's young, twenty nine million. It's still uh, an absolute steal. You get like uh, fucking. Um, uh, Mislintat has made his money with Gwendozi and Torreira. Look, but Gwendozi, I think we've still got a long way to go. I think um, in that position, especially in the you know the way he plays and where he ends up playing. But but Torreira's passing stats for moving the ball forward are getting more and more impressive every game. Yeah, but he's starting to have yep. the same sort of influence as Jacker from the base of that midfield. So I think now the question has to be going forward, and this might not be a this season question. 
But if we're going to put Xhaka on the list, which I think we all think he should be, yeah. Um, who do we get to play alongside him? Yeah, I mean, you need a, you need a, you need a more mobile. Yeah, you need a more mobile version of Jacker. Yeah, unless Jacker can maintain the well, level so that he's at for Jacker the rest. Doesn't of the look like he can run through the middle with a ball or anything along those lines. No, no, he looks like he's just going to be a link man. <laughs> that's that, mind you. That 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 said, you've you've got a saying. He's had a great game against two aggressive. Pressing setups, right? He did well yeah, against Liverpool. He, has, he did well he against has, Spurs. He, has. he hasn't been, he, I don't feel that he's not, let, he's not let himself down, but he's not getting eights and nines out of ten in the way that Torreira's getting an eight and a nine out of ten. Ramsey's no. had the games where he's got an eight and nine out of ten. But Torreira's, Torreira's a heavy metal player, isn't he? Oh, he was like, phenomenal. He was in. He was in everything. Yeah, and it's it, on he, Sunday, and it's not. It's not so much the tackles; it's his ability to intercept. He's he he his positioning yeah, is and phenomenal, and tackles are part of it. It's not. It's just a subset of what you're talking about. Yeah, but not only that; it's just the fact that he gets the ball back at his feet and then can play it out in all those scenarios. And yeah. that's he's a technician. Yeah, he's a he's a he's an yeah. absolute technician. I mean, I just I'm really excited about this guy. Yeah, and and the celebration. Oh yeah, he didn't get booked, did he? Yeah, he did get booked. Fuck, like rules is rules. I get that, but yeah. um, oh, how much did that mean to him? And what a game to do it! I mean, like you're going to go down in history, no matter what happens to your career at that point. First two, goal for the club, an amazing game. Two ways to win Arsenal fans over: win, win games, obviously, but do something major in a Again. North London derby, yeah. right? Because those are the games that come on totally. like throughout the years, like the totally. legendary games. Totally. Um, what an advert that game was for the Premier League. Wasn't it just? I saw the... I watched a bit of the Scouse derby after that. It was just like, I can't watch this in comparison no, to what I've seen. Not, it wasn't that good a game. They're not, they're not as fun this year, that's for sure. They're um, not Liverpool, anyway. To Everton's credit, they did a good job, actually. 96 minute. Ugh. I know. Horrendous. Jordan Pickford. Anyway, so the game capped off with Vertonghen getting sent off. I probably wanted to be sent off, didn't he? he probably wished he got what, sent off. How he didn't think that was a start. I mean, like sometimes no intent. You shouldn't. It was just like you know he he was already committed. All right, well, don't commit with your studs up. Yeah, don't don't be challenged. <laughs> Good job the Lacazette wasn't badly injured. From no, that, that is true. That, that is true. sloppy late challenge that you that you expect no. of Stoke. Um, how he hung around, like, he hung around afterwards. It's like, I don't think he'll be charged, but um, both clubs are going to be charged, obviously, for the fan stuff and the, all that crap. But the um, no, I just I'm still on a high. So Look, we've got to carry this on. Like Wednesday night, if we can go up there. So you're heading out. You're flying out there tomorrow. Um, uh, yes, I should be at the game. Carrying, all things being well, I'm carrying the weight of the, carrying the weight of the fans <laughs> on your shoulder here. But the the, the subtext. To this is Emery could really cement his legend by ending the special, like the new specialist in failure. Yeah, the new specialist. <laughs> I like it. I uh, like it. I, I love my favorite thing to look at on uh, on the internet at the moment is Man United fans complaining that Emery is doing way more with far less than Mourinho. It's beautiful, especially as how smug they all were that they'd hired in this winner. Everybody knew what was going to happen, but I, I did. I expected more success, and then the drop off. But he went straight into season three. 
Yeah, uh, again, I think I think he's lost it. I think it, it is that people have just figured him out, and um, I think what he wants to do, he can't do at that club, and I don't think he's got the setup to do it. And I think um, I think the Emery thing, Emery's got a, an appalling record against Mourinho. Yeah, I don't think he's beaten Mourinho or Pep, Ever. right? Is it? He's drawn against Pep, but I don't think he's even drawn against Mourinho. That aside, that team is for the taking. And that team wants Mourinho gone. So you're, Yeah, so they're not playing like, for him, are they? They're, they're not, not playing, playing for, for anyone. They're playing for themselves, yeah. if anything. But, so um, I, I wouldn't be surprised I, to again, see them mail it in. And what's really interesting is it's a bit like... You know, we had a fair few fresh faces that didn't really know what a North London derby was about at the weekend. Bloody hell, they knew. Some, I, mean, I don't know who told them, but I don't know how many videos they were made to watch of previous of, of old games and previous games. But I get the feeling that if he's got that same view about our rivalry with United and got the players up for it, I don't think any of the players at United really know what the rivalry amongst our two clubs was really like, you know. I mean, I remember <laughs> 1991 season where it was like, you stick your two points up your ass. But I guess you could... Well, we actually fought 11 against 11 on the pitch. And but you um, could frame it through, like, everyone knows Man United. Right? Sure. No, I'm sure our players are being taught about the context of the yeah. history between the two clubs. I'm not sure the United players are. No. And, and, I, and I just think if we go there, not you know, not playing like the away team at Old Trafford, you know, how people typically used to turn up there and give them a run for their money, I think we've got a bloody good chance. I'm really, really hoping that they roll over. Losing, l- losing to Arsenal could finish Mourinho off. And if I'll they... take a one. I'll look, you take anything up there. I'd like, and to be fair, uh, four points from United and Spurs. I'd take that. Well, of course we would. Um, six, six points would show it. Six points would show something. That'd be, that's, that's, we're, we're challenging for top and the, four. And look, the table doesn't lie. They are eight points worse than us. Yeah. Was that, their goal difference minus one? No. It's more than that, I think. Really? Oh my God. Well, it oh, might be minus one. Unbelievable. So, ma- so many players rampantly out of form. Uh, De Gea and being it, one of them and injured and all sorts and like I, t- I still don't think will be the end of Mourinho I don't think they're going to make any decisions yeah minus one goal difference it is mine I thought it was mine anyway um, I had a lucky win in the middle of the week didn't they in the Champions League they did yeah against you know a who kind of yeah, team but Mourinho's <laughs> Mourinho's <laughs> slamming those bottles down it's like, come on, man. Has it come oh. to this? Has it come to this? You used to win Champions Leagues. Now you're celebrating group stage wins. Totally. Look, we're not going to win the league. No. But I've got to bring us crashing back down no, to No, no, I, th- I think you're right. And look, this season could but, still go to shit. So let's... But again, the Emery press conference, which I listened to today, I did the post-match, sort of all the... I did the print one and the broadcast ones, and then I listened to the 20 minutes he did before, which is part of the United game. There's still a carryover of yesterday's game in it. He said, do you think, given the performance and the form you're under, you're in, and you've got this team kind of playing the way you want to, do you guys, are you, are you doing yourselves a disservice almost by not saying you are title contenders? And he said, look, 
if you look at the you know, where we are, we're competing with Chelsea, Tottenham, United, and to some extent Liverpool, but probably not. So we've got to we've got to beat these guys first. And I think he's being very level headed about this. I think I think it was really interesting looking at all the British papers this morning and everyone's saying this is Emery, he's got it nailed on, he's got it right. He's going a long way to get it right. We've got to show this form consistently week in, week out. Which we have been doing with 18 unbeaten, I suppose. Well, we've been... But I, I think, think winning I, against... Not performances won, like that. No, not performances like that and winning against the kind of the top six clubs in the country, which we've distinctly lacked any real kind of fight in some of those games, you know? And, the, and we, we, you can't keep on going... You can't keep on losing the first half. If we if if the games if the games were only forty five minutes, we'd be eighteen. No, nineteenth after, after yesterday, we'd have been nineteenth. So it's it like which, which tells you one thing about the spirit, but also tells you the like but, you can't keep that going. But forever. again, you look at the game yesterday, and we came out the blocks quicker than we've ever come out the blocks. Yeah, that, I mean, that short of it being nineteen ninety eight, you that, know, and we'd already won the <laughs> practically won the league or whatever it was. No, two thousand one, and we'd beat teams in the first 20 minutes and then just turn off. Yesterday felt like a, the, 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 the Arsenal Emery wants us to be. Like yeah, it really the first did. Time it really like, did. And it, the showed, it showed a technical side to our game, which I think was coming, but we hadn't seen it all, all kind of plugged together so well. And it, it also showed the... Life without Urzel will be fine because there was a lot of creative. When you've got your fullback, yeah. When you, when your lead well, chance full, creator look, is a we fullback, three at the back, and you, we had two fullbacks effectively playing in defense in midfield. Rather, mm-hmm. they weren't hugely far back, you know, unless they really had to. And then they were sprinting. For, it was like an amazing covering tackle by Glasnost at one point as well. But I thought, no, I think yeah, I think ten, ten games back. The critique was, we're creating hardly any chances, but what the chances that we are creating, we're finishing them all. Like we had the best, yep, the best percentage, yeah, uh, yeah, like for yep. converting chances. Now we're getting to the yesterday, we were creating a flow of chances all game, and the chances were coming from everywhere. So you're seeing that he's he, like we're not having to rely on that one number ten. No, totally true. I know. I think that's a fair uh, a fair point. I think, I think. I buy the fact that Ozil was genuinely injured. I've had back problems a lot of my adult life. And if you're having spasms, you're having spasms. We can talk about why he's having spasms, of course. But um, I think Ozil would have played instead of Mkhitaryan in the starting eleven if he was fit. And I think it would have been a slightly... I think we may have actually been a, a bit better. He may have taken Iwobi or someone else off at half-time. Who knows? But these are all what-ifs, you know. Um, Ah uh, yeah, I just I think we need a couple, uh, you know, couple more players, and uh, we could be really good. Going to be in great shape, yeah. A striker so, and another central midfield. Yeah, that, like we're in we're in good shape. Like, but let's see how the fitness holds out through December. See if they can preserve <sighs> a long those month. hamstrings. It's a long month because a couple of uh, you know we've got a, a few older players in the squad. 
few players that have been playing a lot of games yep. recently, but like that's how that's when rotation, that's when Burgess and his um, sports science uh, strategies come into play. So um, let, let's talk. Let's talk some seriousness about Meza Erzl. So someone came on the site this morning um, with a theory, uh, and it goes for anyone who knows anything about Fortnite. So basically, the theory is Meza Erzl is injured because he's sitting on his ass for too many hours during the day. Now this is this has some substance to it. So Mesa Erzl uh, has won 600 times on Fortnite. He's got a 12% uh, winning rate. Uh, so that means he spent a lot of hours uh, sitting on his ass. So a guy called uh, Tom Todd Hunter on uh, on Twitter worked this out. So the official stats, Mesa has, play, has played 4,938 matches on Fortnite. Uh, and if you average out each game last 20 minutes, that's 100,000 minutes or 1,700 hours of playtime. So if you extrapolate that over a year, that's five hours of playtime every day. That's, I'm pretty sure that his uh, sponsorship with Twitch has only been about since September. So. Yeah. He's, he's very into the e-games. He's not only got Twitch, he's the FIFA ambassador. He's doing all, like, as in the game. So um, this is 100,000 minutes. So... I, uh, talking about back injuries I've had, and I don't know what causes his back spasms, so it's hard to say. But I'm sure being sedentary playing computer games is not helping. No. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know what his setup is and whether he's got a special mouse and a mitt and all this kind of stuff. I am not a Fortnite player, as you can tell. Um, I have been to a few Fortnite events, though, long story. Um, this can't be good. I'm, I mean, now you tell me that, I'm starting to worry a bit more about him that's um and the ozoltology <laughs> that yeah like I, I, i'm I, starting to question it's it's uh that, that's quite a substantial amount of hours um uh, there was also, unless he's got he's actually got someone playing for him i i i i think that he's probably just super talented like spatial awareness is his thing so i'd imagine well, in true. computer games he's probably got and like kind of on twitch you're kind of on camera all the time. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to fake it. Um, and then uh, James Olly. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to look at Twitch. So there's a, a James Olly exchange between Emery or Mezit, and the question was, could could he have played? Emery said he has backache. Um, and then the question is, when did he get that? Emery says, I don't know. Was he here today? I don't know. So Emery, a, a little bit. No. Well, okay. So he. Uh... He addressed that in the, uh, the United press conference, which was he had a back injury last week. He didn't recover from it. And then he trained on his own today. Because so, he would have given the first team the day off today after playing yesterday, ahead of Wednesday. He wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a heavy session today, would it? No. But so the, the rumour doing the rounds before the game was that he heard he wasn't starting and feigned... faked off that was the rumor before the game and he also has a little bit of a history of this remember uh wenger's last home game of the season where he had back spasms again and didn't play he didn't get any back spasms through the world cup um but they seem to be back uh he's a sick note he's a problem he's a three hundred fifty thousand pound a week player uh who can't find a, a a place or a function in the team uh i think the the gut feel is that arsenal if arsenal want to get rid of him he's probably not going to do a Winston Bogard and sit on that contract. There's rumours that um, China were offering him a million a million a week. There's rumours that Inter Milan might come call him for his name. And I would I imagine... Don't, I don't get the Inter Milan thing. Well, they, they've got um, rich, wealthy benefactors. 
So potentially, but or Arsenal could. I'm pretty sure that Arsenal uh, cut the Danielson contract early. So you say to the player, "We'll pay up half of your contract if you leave now. You get to go and get a signing on fee." Yeah, a Besiktas or someone like that. Half his contract. It's it's still it's still uh, an absolute fortune. He's, I'm slightly he's... distracted because I'm watching him play uh, Fortnite right now. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I like in the past. He's not playing live now, but. Yeah, his, 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 What's his, his posture his, like? His posture's not good. Oh, Meza, that doesn't no, look good. Doesn't look doesn't good. Doesn't look healthy. For good, the back, doesn't look good for the back spasms, does I, it? I think there's going to be a, need to be an Arsenal fan intervention via Twitch. I might, uh, I might, make, I might make uh, contact with a few people I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find out whether that's any good. Get, get Ozil's back, back, hashtag something. Um... Ryan, Okay, cool. Well, I think we've, I think we've covered a lot. Uh, is One there anything thing. you want to talk about? Yeah, definitely. United Hopes and Dreams? Well, I'm either going <laughs> to come back in tears or not. But um, those of you who haven't seen uh, uh, Mr. Sol Campbell's Instagram post after, from after the game, I think it's the best thing I've seen on Instagram in a long time. Describe. Oh, <laughs> Sol Campbell Sol, pull it, Sol, pulling an Eric Dyer, pulling an Eric Dyer, but it was also in the tunnel at Highbury when we would we'd won the league already um, from when he was there. And then, um, although he wasn't in charge of the team on Saturday, Macclesfield Town won a game, fantastic one nil at Exeter, tough game Exeter away in that division. Um, so all things going well. Big game Friday, Thierry against Patrick. Ooh. French League, Friday night. We'll Battle all be of the Invincibles. <laughs> there we go. That's going to be fantastic. United away. Come on! Uh, yeah, uh, I'm super excited about that. Like, if, if we win that game, top four could yeah. be in sight. Yeah. Right? Okay, great. All right, well, thank you for joining, Ash. Cheers, um, mate. Have a, have a safe flight, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, next week, and we'll talk about, hopefully, uh, victory against United and the ending of Mourinho's elite career. Couldn't think of anything better. Thanks a lot. I hope so. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Headlines seize our attention, especially when they're about a crime. But there's more to these stories than just their headlines. I'm Carrie Ipema. And I'm Quinlan Posner. Every week we'll bring you a real crime that made the headlines. One you may have heard of before, or one you may have never imagined possible. But we'll take you beyond what you see on the front page. We'll follow the story as it happens in real time and use hindsight to pull apart fact from fiction. From Lifetime comes a brand new weekly podcast, Crime of a Lifetime. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.
Sports Social Podcast Network.